Our program, My Better Half, often visits with people who've made significant changes in the latter half of their lives. Here's your host, Vanessa Finney. Welcome to My Better Half. I'm Vanessa Finney. Billy Joe Vinson never expected to start studying to become an animal nutritionist in her 50s, but in hindsight, her path makes perfect sense. In her 20s, she followed a naturopath's guidance and used diet to cure her own liver failure. After experiencing the power of a healthy lifestyle, she formally studied herbalism, then worked as an herbalist at Whole Foods Market. After a few years, she pivoted to creating a thriving pet care company, and in 2017, she combined those passions for animals and natural medicine by opening Wellness Pet Supplies in Ashland, Oregon. Billy Joe, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So just to start with, outline for us your training in nutrition initially and herbalism and explain where you started working in this field. Uh, Well, I went to herbal school with Cascade Anderson Geller up in Portland, Oregon. It's a two-year school of herbal program with a focus on the second year of master herbalism, of making herbs, formulas, and working with people. Mm -hmm. and how to do that. And off I went running, and I was the first herbalist hired in San Francisco Whole Foods, the original Whole Foods there, which I worked for six years. It was was something new they were trying, and they were also focusing heavy on education for the vitamin and herb section. And every Thursday, we got nutrition classes for six years. Wow. And and so it was on a different topic each time. It could even involve flower essences or um, essential oils and, you know, whatever was hot topic for six years years that I was just enveloped in it every day, all day, and helping uh, customers that came in find the right thing for them, educate them on what they were. Uh, so it was, it was quite an education of boots on the ground. What an amazing opportunity. Not only you were part of this groundbreaking thing that they were trying, you were the inaugural nutritionist right. at that store. Right. Uh, you well, first herbalist, and then, first herbalist. Yeah, and then moved into nutrition as the education grew from there. Right. Yeah. And I knew a little bit from my own health journeys. I moved from a typical American diet of high processed foods, high sugary foods, to a whole foods, real food diet that literally saved my life. I was in liver failure in my early 20s. Wow. And they told me by the age 30, I was going to have to have a liver, liver transplant. And I didn't want to do any of that. And a friend said to me, why don't you go see my naturopath? He really helped me with a food allergy. I'm like, what's a naturopath? And so I went and he said to me, we did all these like food allergy tests and just her, you know, diet journals and all those kinds of things. And he said, if you do everything I say, I will get you off that list in a year, which included changing how I ate, herbs, supplements. And I did everything he said for a year and he got me off that list in a year. And so I said to myself, well, I want to know more about this. I didn't know food affected how you felt. And so Mm. off I went. And that's when it actually led me to going to herbal school and then into more nutrition bases. And I just felt better and better and better in my body and better health and strong liver and better skin and you name it. And it just kept me on that journey. And I saw the power of how we actually can heal ourselves through what's in front of us. That's such a classic story of a person going through a crisis and going through this big journey and learning a lot and having this big transformation. And then you were living the evidence because you saw the changes in your body. So what was it like working with the people at Whole Foods with all this knowledge that you were gaining? I would say it was a mixed bag. It was lovely. I loved it. I loved being able to connect with people like that and share uh, my knowledge and feel like I was making a difference in a big way. And on the side note, it was frustrating because people 
also still are Americans and we're in the thinking of, I just want to take something and move on with my day. We're so busy. We have so much pressure on us and we just want something quick and fast, which is why our diets have become what they have. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't work that way. It is a not just a journey, but it is a lifestyle. And it starts there. It starts with what you put in your mouth. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people wait for that crisis that you were in uh, to commit to a lifestyle. Otherwise, they don't feel it. We don't feel these things creeping up in our bodies. Yeah. I see that in my work now, that they may want to change the health for their pet. But if everything is seeming like it's going fairly well, they're not ready to commit until it turns into a crisis. And I'm trying to help change that way of thinking of it's much easier to prevent a train from coming into a station than it is to back it up once it's there. That's a good analogy. Yeah, get them to be more proactive. (laughs) So um, let's back up and talk about how you got to owning this pet store. So you you were there at Whole Foods Mm -hmm. treating people, guiding people for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And then what year and what age were you when you started to feel a, a rumble for something different? I think it was around... 2002, 2003, and I had reached a plateau of how far I was willing to grow with Whole Foods, and I was starting to get antsy and bored. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to start looking into other options. Was that becoming a rep for one of the supplement companies we worked with? Um, I wasn't sure, and then somebody asked me to house it for them who had a a kitty cat. And I love making extra money, and so I said yes, (laughs) and started talking about house sitting and it just kind of snowballed into doing more and more and more. Met this gal at a Christmas party who did it for a living. I'm like, you can do this for a living? And I went and rode with her for a day, picked her brain, and off I went and started my own pet care business, which then eventually grew into a six-figure multi-employee you know, fleet of trucks uh, business. And it was very successful and it was a wonderful time. And I did that for almost 14 years. And um, got to a point where I felt this draw coming, wanting me to get back into working with natural medicine in some fashion or another. And wasn't sure what that was going to look like. And a friend of mine suggested, she goes, I see you doing this for animals. And it was like lightning bolt went through me. You know, those moments where you know you need to listen to that. How exciting. And in the in retrospect, you see how you laid those building blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've always felt in life that I was just led to the next right thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I've learned to listen to that. And uh, it's never disappointed me. I always seem to be very content and happy in the next phase of whatever I decide to move into. It seems like it's working for you because when you learn about something, you seem to throw yourself into it and make it really big and good. Yeah, I do. I really commit. So, yeah, yeah, you do. You're a committer. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with Oregon entrepreneur Billy Joe Vinson about taking a deep dive into our passions in midlife. So then where were you in life when you when you got the idea to actually start your own brick and mortar yeah. pet store? Well, to back up for a moment, it was in 2001, my mother had passed. And boy, if that's not a catalyst to especially her being at, she was only 61, mm-hmm. I was 31. And that was a, such a big catalyst to uh, really evaluate life and what you want. And I think I wanted to create something that was that was more meaningful in mine right. and maybe get away from being feeling like a cog in the, in the machine like we often can in mm-hmm. on our jobs that you're just like one day after the other looking the same. And uh, and I wanted to have more control over what happened in my life and create more revenue. And I, I always had an entrepreneur sense and so that's what kind of led into that pet care business. Um, and then at uh, 
year 13 and a half um, when I was really, uh, I think, no, actually it was before then. So, because I, I studied and worked on this new business for about five years. So maybe that was around 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, had that idea. And I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I need a change. I need, I need to stop doing this. So once that idea was set, yeah, I started researching products and meeting with other pet store owners and meeting with business advisors. And there's this place in um, the Bay Area called SCORE. And it's where uh, retired business people come and mentor people looking to start a business. I have heard of that, yes. Yeah. Oh, it was phenomenal. It was very helpful. And here's a step-by-step. Here's how you build a business plan. Here's how you ask for and get investments or a loan. One of the things I pat myself on the back is I know good advice when I hear it, and then I take it. You're smart enough to value mentorship, whether yes. that was the the first ride along you did, like a one day apprenticeship right. with the uh, dog walking lady, right. you know, to this uh, program with SCORE. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think we were put on this planet by ourselves, right? We're not. And uh, we need each other. And someone who's been down the road longer than I have, they have so much to teach. And it would behoove all of us to look out for those people. I didn't grow up with mentors. It wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I feel like I really got mentors for the first time. Mm. And it was part of what changed my life for the better in those moments is having someone just wiser, older, more experienced, you know, help and guide and advise. Yes. Thank God for our teachers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I value them. It's one of the things I wish we paid our teachers like we pay our sports people. Yes, here, here. Um, as a former professor myself. <laughs> so I believe you opened the store in Ashland, Oregon in 2017? 2017, yes. Okay. So what was that process like? Were you uh, afraid at any point? Did you feel in over your head? Uh, there are times definitely I feel over my head, but I had done so much work prior to building that business that I felt comfortable in the doing of it. It was prior to finding the building, the stress of how long is this going to take? And I'm not having an income while I'm doing this. You know, my husband was fitting the bill for both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boredom I felt not working. I am such a worker bee that right. not working was stressful and not having enough money to do something if I wanted to while I wasn't working. So it was a lot of sitting around with myself. Yeah. And <laughs> and then when once we found the building, which strangely enough only took six months once we were here, and I, I've heard that it can take about three years to find the right location, you know? And okay. we know the saying, location, location, location. Right. And I just kept my eyes open. It was kind of magical how I found this building. You know, I was just on a walk with my dog and felt very led to this place. I just felt kind of like guided and pushed in this mm. direction and, and almost missed it. And I got that little tap on the shoulder that said, back up and read that sign. So, <laughs> yes, I did. And it said, teeny tiny little writing, commercial space only. So I immediately called him and the rest was history for that space. And it's mm. been very good space. It was a great location. So are you, have you been finding this work with people and their animals more gratifying, or how would you compare it to when you were working at Whole Foods? Similar in some ways. People are short for time, and that can be, and or budget, and that can be an issue. But overall, I feel so much more satisfied with this. One, I take being an animal advocate very seriously. They don't have a voice, and we're asking them to live in a world that is not theirs, but ours. And so it is our responsibility to make sure that we keep them safe, keep them healthy, and guide them in, in both of those things. And I see that people love their animals like I do. I just, they are my heart and soul. And so I know that they go much further um, for them than they do for themselves. One of the famous quotes I hear almost on a daily basis is, my animal is eating better than me. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I say, well, you should change that too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we will, you know, and I do too. I will do anything for them to make sure that they are healthy and happy. 
so yeah, I think people are very excited. What surprises have you met along the way since opening the store that you didn't expect to deal with? Mm -hmm. The people were hungry for this information. And I didn't anticipate that I was going to go back to school and become a clinical animal nutritionist in my 50s. <laughs> I didn't expect to do that, but I'm so excited to be doing it and offering more information at a quicker pace for people in my local area and can't wait to expand that to outreaches and other communities. But I was surprised how much people wanted it. I thought I was just going to carry some really good high quality products. But as I dug in and started looking at ingredients and calling people and having interviews of these companies, I was floored there, too, with what I found. When you get to peek behind the curtain, it's not always a pleasant sight. Mm. And how pet food is generally made is atrocious. And it's dangerous, and it's killing our animals at a very rapid pace. Of, I, wish, I wish they could see what I see every day. They might rethink what they make. Maybe. They're making billions off of it, so maybe not. So that's a big motivator for you to educate people so you can ultimately save animals and increase their quality of life. And I think that's where it started because I kept seeing health issue after health issue after health issue that people were desperate. Veterinarians were only able to help so far because they don't have nutrition education. So if it's not fixed with surgery, antibiotics, or steroids, there's not much they can do past that. And those are Band-Aids. So if you don't get to the core of the issue and treat the illness and the animal, then you're just treating symptoms. Right. And we all know that doesn't work that well. That's so interesting that your whole journey with this began with your own crisis, and now you're guiding some people, at least a certain yeah. proportion of your clientele, through their own crises with their animals. Well, I think uh, the last question I'll ask you is, what would you say to the person in their 50s that has this crazy idea to take up a degree or you know start a new path? Yeah. I would say don't think that you are too old or it's too late to try something new and go in a completely different direction, especially when it's something you're passionate about. I get so much energy from that, you know, and to look for mentors to help you do that and get your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. If that's securing loans before you do it, getting a line of credit with whatever current business you do have, which was a helpful tip, you know, asking all of your friends. You don't know what somebody knows that might be helpful to you. So talk about it a lot. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and talk. And uh, best continued success with your business. Thank you. This was so much fun. I've been talking with Billy Joe Vinson of Wellness Pet Supplies in Ashland, Oregon. You can listen to My Better Half at jeffexchange.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.